Welcome, beautiful souls, to AudiHD, a safe haven where we journey together into the incredible world of individuals who live with not one, but two neurodivergent conditions, autism and ADHD. I'm your host, Ashley, and as someone who experiences both conditions, I'm here to share the beautiful tapestry of human experiences and challenges that we face. Through heartfelt stories, expert insights, and genuine conversations, Join me every other week as we uncover the untold perspectives of the AudiHD community. The beauty in the struggles, the genius in the quirks, and the deep well of resilience that flows within us. We'll shed light on the misconceptions and explore the triumphs, reminding us all that every single person, regardless of their neurodiversity, has a unique and captivating story to tell. So, grab your headphones, cozy up, and prepare to embark on a voyage into the captivating world of AudiHD. Together, let's foster empathy, connection, and understanding. But most importantly, let's embrace the power of living life in full color. My name's Sammy. I am a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse since I was like a little girl. That was my one thing that I dreamed of. So you've literally like nailed your life goal then. Yeah, except I am aiming high, so I would love to get my doctorate in mental health. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a nurse and how your experience with ADHD has influenced your career choice? My mom was like, you always wanted to be a nurse. It's true. My grandma was a nurse and she would let me listen with her stethoscope, which is so cool. I'd get to hear my heartbeat. Yes. So calming. And actually, that is one of my coping mechanisms is I just stop and I feel my heartbeat because it's so rhythmic. The more I focus on it, the more grounded I feel. My sophomore year, when I started nursing classes, I started really struggling. Mm -hmm. Like processes, classes that had like very specific processes where I had to follow very linear processes. Mm -hmm. I struggled. Or if I had to memorize things. Oh, forget about it. (laughs) Yeah. No. I started reading while walking so that I could start trying to memorize because it would like cross the hemispheres of my brain. That helped me. But I was really frustrated because my best friend, love this woman. She has been one of the best people on my journey. She was a nursing student as well. And it was taking me two to three times longer to complete tasks, but intelligence wise and test score wise, we would end up with the same thing, but I could not do the things in the same way when I couldn't pay attention in class that long. It was so bad. And then they'd be like, okay, you also need to read all of these things. And I could not do that. One of my nursing professors was also the nurse practitioner on campus. So she knew me really well. And I went to her and I was like, I am angry. I have been drinking two pots of coffee a day to focus. Can't get things done. I can't retain any of the information. I'm angry. I'm angry that I can't. And it's not by lack of trying. I can't. And she was like, okay, you probably have ADHD. She recommended one of the school therapists. They were trash. (sighs) They told me I should pray more. And then they wanted to work through some trauma that I had undergone. And I told them no, because it was finals week and I couldn't do that and then go take finals. And she was like, oh, well, then we're done. The NP had been helping me with anxiety and depression medication. She was like, hey, since 
you're having trouble focusing, let's start with an SNRI because they are generally better at helping with focus. So I was like, okay, sure. And actually I was crazy lucky. I only had to try one. So what medication are you on? Venlafaxine. So tell me how it has helped you with ADHD. Because as an SNRI, it's technically antidepressant. It is. But because of the norepinephrine, the effects that has affects your energy and focus. So it helped a minuscule amount. So after I was on like the lower dose, I went back to my NP and I was like, this still is not. Mm -hmm. I still can't focus. Like I feel better, but I can't focus. And she was like, okay, we have a psychologist at the clinic in town who does ADHD testing. So I went and he was like, well, you're an adult. You would have gotten diagnosed as a child. And I was like, well, see, here's the thing. I had all of these symptoms as a child. I was telling the psychologist this because I was like, this is what's happening. And then I swear this was the most painful thing I've ever done. I had to go and take this computerized test to see if I had ADHD and it is all white walls, nothing on the wall. I'm already screaming inside. No cords on the keyboard or the mouse, nothing, nothing. no cord, no clock, nothing. And like, I have bad time blindness. I thought I was in there for hours. Okay. It was maybe 15 minutes. And it was like, click every time you see something on the screen. And I would start off and then I'd be like, forget about it. And then it'd be like, oh, I missed some clicks. And then I'd click and then I'd be like super focused about clicking. And then before I'd know it, I don't know how many I missed again. And so like, then when I got done, he was like, well, it did show that you have ADHD, but I'm still doubtful. (laughs) It was awful. And then the more I researched ADHD and the more I understood it, I was like, All of those things that I was constantly being reminded or like, Mm -hmm. oh, why didn't you remember? Like, and it's not like people were intentionally making me feel bad about it, but Mm -hmm. there was so much shame. Yeah, a lot of shame. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest things that happens like for me is I just get a lot of shame and the people around me can be loving and like totally understanding but I will create my own shame around it because I feel horrible oh yeah and it's not something that I can change it just is that's that's my brain chemistry it is I failed a course in college and it was a nursing course and I failed it because I failed a capstone project I had not understood the instructions but I didn't realize I didn't understand Like no clue until like I got it back and they were like, no, you failed. And then when they asked me to redo it, I did. But then I forgot that I needed to format it. Mm -hmm. And they were like, nope, we can't accept it. And so I had to take a whole year off of school. And that itself was very traumatizing. So they knew I had ADHD. They were all nurses. The head of the department told me that I was a danger to my patients because of my mental health. They told me that if I continued, I would fail. I had one semester left. That was a really, really terrible thing. I doubted Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. so much. And like, I hadn't been on ADHD medications yet. Mm -hmm. So I had my diagnosis, but I hadn't started meds. And so I was just like, I thought I'd been doing fine enough. But Mm -hmm. like, there are things that I would ask for. Didn't realize that they were accommodations, but they were. And they would say, like, let us know what you need. And then they would say no. It was very humbling. Thankfully, because of this, 
instead of having my PCP try and manage my ADHD and my mental health, I started seeing a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Love him. He is amazing. The psychiatrist started me on Adderall. Did not like that. I tried Concerta next, but it didn't do anything. It did nothing for me. So then we tried Vyvanse. I love Vyvanse. I've never tried it. So I've been on it. Let's see. That was close to three and a half years ago now. And it has made a huge difference in my life. So like having a routine or like having a schedule is possible. I can sleep because of it because I've been awake all day, functioned all day, and then I can sleep. Does Uh, it help with overwhelm? It does. One of my other friends just started it and she was like, Sammy, I just started and finished laundry today. And I was like, that is so exciting. That's literally like I could cry. That's so beautiful. And people don't understand how hard simple tasks can be. Yes. Getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, showering. All of those things take so much mental energy when you have a neurodivergence of any kind. Mm -hmm. What are some common misconceptions about ADHD that you'd like to address, particularly for those who may not be familiar with the condition? Oh, the one that drives me nuts are when I'm like, oh, I just can't sit still. Must have ADHD. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you that like that is part of the iceberg. You will see some kids who can't stop moving, some kids yeah. who can't stop fidgeting. Those are the things you are going to see up here. But then all of these other things are things that you can't quite see but are going on. Mm-hmm. And so like the time blindness, just having sensory input and processing. I have an auditory delay. Sometimes I do too. The good thing about nursing is that I can sneak my flaws in, mm-hmm. in a like normal way. Mm-hmm. So like, Hey, I just am not going to remember this. I'm just going to write it down real yeah. quick, you yeah. know? And like, I just own it. And like, every time I've interviewed for a job, I just like, let them know, like, Hey, there are some skills that I'm going to struggle learning. Mm-hmm. Like long-term projects, I'm either going to like have it all and then like nothing for a while and then I'll probably finish it. When that occurs, I need you to still work with me and encourage me. Like that's going to be an issue. I have a hard time with time. Um, It takes me some time to just get used to how long each task takes. Mm -hmm so that I can start to understand what things I need to put in place. Mm-hmm. As a healthcare professional, mm-hmm. how do you educate your colleagues? I know we've kind of touched on like when in interviews mm-hmm. you kind of go through, but how do you educate your colleagues about ADHD and create a more understanding and supportive work environment? Yes. So my supervisor knows and most of the providers know, and I'm not hiding it. So like if they ask, I'll definitely tell them. Mm-hmm. Because I want people to know about it and Mm -hmm. how to work with it. I always tell them, hey, if I am running late, text me. Come find me. I probably lost track of time. Mm -hmm. I often do. And I might forget something. It's not because I didn't value the importance. It is because I have a hard time remembering things. So I want you to keep following up with me because it's not that I don't value that. I just don't have a great memory. 
So what do you do if you were to bring that up where can you keep following up with me on something? Do you get pushback from people and how do you how do you address that? So if somebody is like, well, I don't want to have to be the one to remind you all the time. I want you to be able to do that yourself. So I have gotten that and I'm like, yes, I understand that. That is frustrating. It's also frustrating for me. And it's not something that I'm intentionally doing. If I had control over it, I definitely wouldn't. And I'm like, so if it's not getting resolved, you know, and you are so frustrated that you can't talk to me about it anymore, go talk to the clinic manager. I want you to have the support. Mm -hmm. And I know that I am going to frustrate. Like it is inevitable. And I need you to know this because as much as I hate the things that I do, Mm -hmm. I can't change them. My last job, I tried all of those things and they still were like, no, you're wrong. How do you deal with the shame that comes with, with one, hearing, no, you're wrong. And then two, hearing yourself say, like, I know I'm going to disappoint you or I know I'm going to frustrate you. How do you, how do you handle your own emotions and feelings around that? I found a good therapist. We walked through a lot of those things and I have to remind myself that I have other strengths. Like, these are not my strengths. I have tools in place. I can still do the work. It is still really hard some days. There are days where I'm just like, this was the worst. Especially, like, at my last job, there was so much shame because there was a lot of no accommodating and making me feel bad about asking. My mental health went so far down. And, like, my boyfriend, I would call him and he would just be like, babe, let's do some deep breathing. You are not bad at your job. This is not a safe environment for you. This is a system failure because you are doing the things that you need and they are not meeting your needs. Some of the issues that I haven't struggled with Mm -hmm. since before I was diagnosed started popping back up. And my boyfriend was like, I don't like seeing you like this. You have these wonderful skills. Don't lose sight of the good things that you do. Like, yes, those are definitely places you can work on, but like that does not define who you are. You are not just those skills. Like you are so much more than that. And like, he was so patient with me. How do you balance self-care and managing your ADHD with the demands of your career? And what tips can you share with our listeners who might be struggling with similar challenges? I try and like what I call microdosing self-care. I love that already. Yeah, because you can't wait. It's like breathing. If you wait, then you start gasping. And so you can't just wait. If I get stressed, I like to do deep breathing or talking to a friend. Like for me, because I am so social, socializing is very much a self-care thing for me. I also have to choose specific people to do self-care with because there are certain people that it is too stressful Mm -hmm. to spend time with them. Are there any resources, books, or support groups that you'd recommend to the audience for learning more about ADHD and strategies for living a fuller life? Yes. Dirty Laundry. Mm -hmm. This book, love it so far. Like, and I love their... Instagram account. Oh my gosh. I follow them on TikTok. Yes. Her book is literally about like the shame and working through it and how they work through it as a couple. I follow this one 
Instagram account ADHDoers. So it's A-D-H-D-O-E-R-S. It's just like really funny. And then some of it's really informational. But then my other favorite is the mini ADHD coach. They go through like masking and all of these things, but then they also have tips. Thank you for joining us on this episode of ADHD. As we continue our journey together, let's stay connected beyond the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at ADHD Podcast for more insights, updates, and a sense of community. And if you're seeking further community and support, join our Facebook group, ADHD, where like-minded individuals come together to share experiences, resources, and encouragement. For our Spotify listeners, feel free to keep the conversation going by dropping your questions and comments in the Q&A section below. But most importantly, let's continue fostering empathy, connection, and understanding in our daily lives. Until next time, beautiful souls, embrace living life unapologetically in full color. Thank you.